Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the fire. Welcome to the fire, boys. My name is Parker McDonald. And I'm Walter Lee, and we'll be your hosts on this episode of the Southern Collective Hunting Podcast. If you're a new hunter trying to learn the basics, or you're a veteran woodsman just trying to get through your workday, there's always a place at our campfire for you. Speaking of the fire, we would love it if you guys would join our growing Patreon community and be a part of the best and only digital deer camp south of the Mason-Dixon line. Come on. If you'd like to learn more, click on the link in the show notes. But for now, Walt, welcome welcome to the fire. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Southern Collective Hunting Podcast. This is a uh, this is this one's a fun one. Well, we we haven't typically done like these intros. We haven't done a whole lot of these since we become the Southern Collective, and uh, it, it's uh, I felt like we needed to do it though with this one because we had this really good idea right when deer season started of doing these live from the fire episodes, <laughs> and we had this greater idea of putting them out um, for all of our Patreon members. Um, and we're still doing that. We've done that throughout the season, but these last probably couple, this last month, I would say has been, uh, especially busy for both of us, um, because of life things, but also, uh, it's deer season. And sometimes it's hard to do those things to get everything uploaded. And unfortunately, most of the time when we're in the deer woods, we are in places where the internet is not very good. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. So yep. sometimes these episodes don't get out, but we're going to give you uh, several, a couple of them today. Um, one of them being, uh, what did we decide, Walt? We decided to do mine and Matt's. Yeah, I was trying for really this hard episode. Not to say locations, but yes. <laughs> yeah, <and> yeah. <laughs> we'll do the blank buck and the blank buck. Yeah, that one. That sounds good. But yeah. <laughs> um, but the the whole idea of these live from the fire episodes is that. Uh, you guys can get a real time, uh, kind of informal podcast, right? It's a, sure. it's usually solo, um, or whoever is with us on the ride home, or on the ride to somewhere. Uh, just give you guys real time updates, and uh, these next two are, uh, are fun ones. They were some of the funnest ones, I'm sure, to record. Um, and and we're gonna start out with Matt's because it happened first, and uh, we talked a little bit right last week about Matt's buck, about his big buck that he killed. Um, and it's been, it's been awesome. You know, Matt's had a freaking phenomenal season and, uh, and he recorded one of these after he shot, is it the, is it the bigger buck? Mm -hmm. Is that what this one is? Walt? the Mm -hmm. bigger buck. Um, yeah. So Matt was on cloud nine and then you're going to hear mine on the ride home from, 
uh, shooting my last buck in Alabama, and I kind of give a little bit more in-depth uh, story and tactics of of this hunt. But, uh, Walt, uh, I want to say I- I'm, I'm really excited about this next month for you particularly. Being in Florida, it seems like it's about to be wide open for you. Dude, I've got deer daylighting on almost all my cameras. Which is just awesome. Now, don't get me wrong; these are not the caliber deer you're going to hear on this episode. Okay, these are these are Walter Bucks. These are uh, a man who's who'll take anything Walter. that's thrown his way. But uh, Walter Bucks, I like that. <laughs> uh, these are meat buck. I'm a meat buck patron. Uh, if if there was a category for me, but uh, I do have actually some really nice deer that are close to daylight, um, like really nice deer that are close to daylight. But then I've got several really great Florida bucks that are showing up on camera. Um, and I'm chomping at the bit, man, this is my time. You know, I've said it all season long that I wasn't going to hunt very much because of the December and January month. And, uh, I've already put in, uh, three or four hunts since we went on the holiday break and, uh, really set the stage for the next couple of days. Cause this is, this is like my, my next two weeks of really solid hunting. And then I've got a great quota hunt at the end of January that I'm really excited about. So, um, it's going to be great. So what you're saying is, what you're saying is, is that. If people will join mm-hmm. the Patreon, that they will, uh, in the very near future, be able to hear some really good live from the fire episodes from Florida. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. And I'm so yep. surprised every time I kill a deer that you get a really enthusiastic <laughs> <laughs> life of the fire for me, okay? Uh, I am genuinely <laughs> happy and surprised. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sometimes I see my reactions, and I'm like, man, dude, you need to act like you've been there before. Like, <laughs> yeah. come on, bro. You literally just did this last week. <laughs> yeah, I do the stand pots on a forky, man. Like, I just, I get I get the crazy, man. It's, um, I just like killing dude. You know, it's, I think <laughs> everybody who hears that, who's at least over 30, oh, that's gets the true, that reference. It's the true, yeah. The true guys get that reference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the real deal, the OGs. It's, it's one of those things where I think it, it just is who I am. I like being out there. I like killing deer. And so every time I kill one, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most, the younger generation got the Luke, the Luke Bryan, did he go down? Yeah. Is but it, that's, but that's a, <laughs> that's a pirated version. Okay. That's a bootleg mm-hmm. version mm-hmm. of Stan Potts. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. and if you don't know what I'm talking about, stop what you're doing. Google Stan Potts reaction in YouTube and just, Enjoy yourself on the big screen because there is no purer excitement than when Stan Potts kills a deer. My man just said, Google it on YouTube. Did I? <laughs> yep. Oh. <laughs> it's all right, though. Same thing. Show up. Uh, hey, we got we to gotta thank a couple people before, uh, before we get off of this thing. Number one, Tethered. We got to appreciate these guys. I know this story uh, came, mm-hmm. for, for me at least, it came uh, out of a saddle. And... Um, Part of the reason why I killed the deer, honestly, was that having the ability to to easily choose another tree and to get into another tree. This was an especially branchy tree. I think I might have talked about it in the in the video. Um, and so, really appreciate those guys. I think there's going to be some cool stuff coming out from Tethered here in the next little mm-hmm. bit. So, let's uh, not talk about it, but <laughs> we can make people excited. He's looking at me. He's like, let's not talk about it. Uh, yeah, let's not talk about it, but people can be pumped about it. But I, I tell you, there is something I can be excited about and I can talk about, and that's that banging freaking brand new bow that's sitting right here next to me, dude. Oh, I've yeah. got the brand new – well, it's not brand new. The, this one is new to me. At least I hope so. Uh, it's by Diamond. It's the Deploy SB. It's their carbon fiber diamond bow. Um, I found a couple things out today. First off – Diamond has sold over a million bows since it was created like 10 something years ago, which is crazy. And wild. this thing is ridiculously light. Like it is so light. And I shot it at the bow shop. We were getting the peep tied in. All I had on it was a whisker biscuit. And when I shot it at the, at the there without stabilizer, nothing to, to dampen it besides the built in dampening. Uh, the thing just like hovered in the air and then fell into my hand. I am so impressed by this bow. Having put accessories on it now, I'm I'm jonesing to get off the mic with you and go out here and shoot this thing because it is remarkable. And at 800 bucks, 
I don't know that there's a better option out there. This thing is wicked cool. Absolutely, man. I mean, and the reality is like a, a lot of guys get caught up in in the brand new, like the the most expensive bow is yeah. always the best bow. Um, dude, we just recorded a turkey podcast talking about talking about how good everything is in the shotgun world. The archery world is pretty similar, right? Like, mm-hmm. like a, a bow like the one that you got that is going to, number one, your wife is going to be a lot happier that you chose that option. Your yeah. Christmas, your kids are going to get more things for Christmas because you chose that option. And you're still going to kill just as many deer as you would with a, a, a higher end, maybe not necessarily a budget bow and uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what you do with that bow man like I, I think it's sweet I'm kind of jealous I want one like I, I sometimes I like the idea I'm this way with a rifle I get budget rifles because I'm I'm hard on things man like I yeah I tend to to use and abuse things and uh so I'm I'm kind of jealous I'm I'm maybe picking one up soon uh you know Depending I were I requested this because there are so many people in my circle who have talked up this bow, specifically Adam Miller from the Bowhunter Chronicles. Um, when we were talking to him about what we were going to be shooting this year, I, I kind of was like, hey, uh, do you want us to shoot any diamond diamond stuff? And we were talking to Bowtech, your archery group. And they're like, yeah, if you want to. And I was like, yeah, can 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 I get one of these sent to me? And uh, Adam, if you're listening, and I'm sure you're too busy to listen to such a lowly podcast as this. But if you're listening, dude, uh, you are absolutely right. Um, the fit and finish on this thing is, I, I'm just, I'm floored at the price point growing up, dude, you didn't get this at that price point. Yeah. And, and today's archers are just, it's unreal. So huge shout out to, to the pure archery group for putting out a phenomenal product. You know, the only bow I've ever had stolen was a diamond. Was it really? It sure was. That's Did they the find a diamond had, in the I've, rough? They found it in the back of my truck. Oh, I was mo- I was moving. I was I was moving all of my stuff across from. I can't remember. I was I was coming home from Texas or something like that, from Alabama to Texas, mm-hmm. and I pulled over at a Love's truck stop. That son of a gun uh, to sleep, and somebody grabbed it out of the back of my truck while I was sleeping. How long ago was that? That was long enough ago that I haven't forgiven the guy. Like I'm still kind of <laughs> salty about it, uh, but it would have probably been about. 12 or 13 years ago that was the very first nice bow that i ever had i always had like the cheap walmart bows and the diamond was the first bow i actually felt like i could go out and hit a deer with here's the thing only valuable items go missing in truck beds if he knew to steal that bow he already knew what i just told you about diamond so come on listen that's a diamond ad in itself (laughs) all right man let's get them onto this podcast this is a good one absolutely Okay, everybody, welcome back to another Live from the Fire with the Southern Collective. Uh, this is Matthew Reeves speaking right now, and we've got Andrew Lang, a Patreon member, one of my best friends, uh, hunting buddies. Uh, we've taken a lot of trips together. I think about every deer that we've killed this year, we've been either hunting the same areas or you know on call to come help uh, retrieve it. And y'all have heard from Andrew before uh, with our Kentucky trips. We go up there and whatnot. But today we were in Alabama, and uh, we're actually headed back to the to the house with a nice buck in the bed of the truck. Um, took us a little while to get him out. We shot him around 7.30ish, and now it's 1 o'clock, and we're not home yet. So had a good, good pack out. But the morning, you know, it wasn't nothing crazy, nothing too cold, nothing like that, but winds were swirling we got in this area i actually hunted it last weekend and missed a buck um rushed my shot you know all that stuff so i figured these deer were getting right i saw some chasing a little bit for some younger bucks figured give it a week you know some bigger deer will be be running around so we ended up going in there and i ended up going to my normal spot and i had a guy kind of come in from a different parking location he didn't park where we did um I got in there in the dark. I didn't see any flashlights or anything like that. But uh, he ended up getting in there, shot at like 6.30, shot really early. Um, And I had a doe come in. That's really all I was seeing was that one doe. She was acting real funny. Ended up blowing and running off everywhere. But uh, Andrew ended up climbing in a place that he just, 
you know, got up in the tree, I believe, and he had some interesting stuff happen when he got bored. Um, so, Andrew, when you got bored, what 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 made interesting thing ha- things happen? <laughs> so, I did something that I've never done before. Um, I wouldn't recommend it, but I ended up sitting in the middle of a cutover. I mean, I could see, you know, to, to the left and right, I could probably see over 800 yards either way. Thought it might be a, a good area. I had some woods, you know, in front of me uh, that were pretty close to some bedding. So I might, you know, deer might come out, you know, might wind bump one close to us. You know, anything could happen. Um, like Matthew said, guy shot in front of us. Uh, Matthew, we were texting back and forth that you had a doe on him early. Uh, I wasn't really seeing anything, so I just, you know, started pulling the, the tricks up, you know, out of my sleeve. I, I got my can call. And uh, hit it two or three times, waited, you know, maybe five minutes and had a group of does walk up on me. Uh, they were about 30, 40 yards, and I was like, hey, well, this is cool. Um, all's well, so they get set, they pass on by. Well, it wasn't five minutes later. Uh, I had two, you know, two bucks come by. One, you know, was a, a decent eight point. He was smaller, and then um, you know, a really good what I thought was an eight point with some kickers, uh, he come by and I, you know, automatically was gonna pull the trigger on him. So this deer, he come back, they both come trotting by. They were they were hot on those does that had just come in. And uh, man, I just tried to get them stopped. Uh, you know, gave them the famous murk, you know. Couldn't get, <laughs> couldn't get them going, so. Hey uh, you, stop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, I was slinging everything I had at him. Um, so, anywho, shot three times out there. Um, thought that, I'm, you know, I might have hit him and he might have ran off, so I gave a second shot. Kept going, so I gave him a third shot. Hey, anyway. when, when in doubt, keep shooting. Right. Shoot till they fall. I mean, right. that's, you know, that I've done that multiple times. But, y'all, what's funny is in the video when we posted on YouTube is I've got footage of me doing an interview just talking to the camera. And... Andrew, I can hear Andrew's shots uh, on the on my interview. So I go, oh, he shot once. He got him one, okay? Oh, he shot twice. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Shot three times. Oh, that's not good, you know, stuff like that. But I didn't even get to call you, did I? Or you called me. Yeah, yeah. Called him immediately after, and uh, I told him, I said, hey, Matthew, you got a monster coming your way. And uh, the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. He called, I mean, our, our phone call was 27 seconds. I looked back at it, and I had to heel back behind me. I actually got in a climber this morning um, just for my, I had some long shot opportunities, and I wanted a steadier rest and whatnot. So I was in a climber, and I was, these deer were coming from directly behind me. I heard them as soon as I got off the phone with Andrew. So I'm listening. They're chasing, whatever, and uh, I start hearing a buck grunting. Uh, so he's back, back, back. And I'm like, you, you got to come down here to this cutover. Like, come down here. And this whole time, this other hunter, I guess, is standing, you know, standing up in the, wherever he was hunting. Because I saw him get down and walk out. But, uh, anyways, these deer are moving around. And I, I mean, I can just see silhouettes going here and there. And... I ended up getting my grunt call. I grunted. Well, they started running a little bit more, a little harder. Well, then I I got a can call out, and I did the old meh, you know, that deal. And uh, just did it once, let it settle down. Well, the does started coming on down the hill like they were going to come out into the cutover. Well, there was a little a couple of lanes with a big pine tree, and one doe goes, another doe goes. Well, I'm sitting there waiting on him to be right behind him. And I just moved my scope to look to the left, and I see him. I didn't see a rack. I just saw a big, like, a lot of times, like a mature buck, when I see him, they have a really dark body. Like, you can just tell they're a blocky, dark body. This dude is different, man. He is a blondish red, like, beautiful coat on this deer. And uh, I saw him coming, and I could tell, I just saw his head. Like, he had one of those blocky heads, and I was like, hey, I, this, this is the deer Andrew said was coming. So... I get ready. He's about to walk in the lane, and I didn't. I didn't want to wait till he was in the lane to stop him. So I stopped him. I went right before he walked into the lane to 
assure that he stopped in the lane. Well, the joker stopped in the lane. Well, if y'all caught on what I said earlier, I missed a deer last week at like 150 yards. Uh, jerked my trigger, just, you know, rushed my shot, easy shot, missed it. And that's all that was going through my mind at this point. It's like, Matthew, do not screw this up. Like, just squeeze it off and kill him. So I, I get on him, and I'm squeezing, squeezing. I'm like, it's about to shoot, and my gun shoots. So, I, you know, it surprised me. I had it on him. Um, I look. I don't, I don't see a deer running through the cutover. I don't see a deer running through the woods. Like, don't see anything. And um, so Andrew caught, hears me shooting. This whole time, Andrew was down looking for blood, right? You, I, was, I was making sure, you know, I didn't hit this deer. I was get. I was sick to my stomach. I, I felt like I was going to throw up. I knew the caliber of deer this was. I knew it had a chance to be a really big deer. Uh, you know, couldn't tell much when he ran by initially, but I knew he was a big deer. Like Matthew said, he, he's kind of had a blonder body. Um, he was just, you know, one of those deer that come, you know, comes by, and you, you can just tell. You don't even have to look at his rack. Yeah, you just you just know it's a mature buck. But uh, anyways. I've shot whatnot, and my first initial thought is, man, I've I missed this deer. I I missed again because I like I didn't hear any crash, and all I heard was just a and then that's all I heard. And typically, when I shoot them with a bow, they are like you know making a loud, loud crashing sounds. Um, so, anyways, I get down. Andrew comes down. We're walking to go see the deer. Well, we look to our left, and that guy's standing. 150 yards from us well we just like wave at him and we walk up and i I go to where i think i shot the deer i can't find any blood i'm kind of like man i i miss this deer this is just you know great we we can't tell anybody (laughs) anybody about this we have a giant we've missed four times you know at this deer but uh i look up and i see looks like a white belly and i say andrew you see that it looks like a white belly well the more we looked at it, it was a rock. <laughs> we got excited over a rock. Well, I just looked to the left, and I go, there he is. And the way he was laying, like, when he died, his rack, because it, so, <laughs> it was so big, it caught the ground, and his horns were stuck into the ground with his nose up in the air. So really, really cool way to find to find one so we got up there ended up being a big chocolate horn 10 point um it's gonna be it's probably gonna be my personal best deer um bigger than my kentucky velvet deer um which is hard to believe for me uh to kill this deer in alabama uh in the spot that i killed it um so we had an awesome hunt took us a while to get him out of there um funny story we uh went back to the truck to kind of fuel up take all of our stuff back get the deer cart and go get him well i'd already field dressed him and we start coming back and we see buzzards circling him and i mean it hadn't been an hour right no no it wasn't an hour so the buzzards are circling and i say andrew hold the cart and i go sprinting through that cut yeah through, through the cutover so he would not get eaten by buzzards i did not want him to uh have holes plugged in his eyes i wanted him to be fine um but we got a bunch of good pictures Um, we have that on video too yeah we'll be posted soon yeah andrew andrew videoed me frolicking uh through the woods to go uh get my deer but no all in all a a day after thanksgiving uh it was a magical morning two years ago i was able to kill um a very nice eight point and uh, was able to repeat it um, again so this is kind of a, a magical time for me um, and then to be able to share it with my buddies um, it's all it's always good um, but y'all be looking out for a video we're gonna have it soon but I think Andrew wants to say something real quick I'm gonna do something off topic but one takeaway from this hunt yeah my takeaway or yeah. your takeaway your takeaway and I'll go next um my takeaway is just um deer are rutting you never know what's going to happen and that's kind of a, a theme we've been talking about from our uh, Tennessee hunt our Kentucky rut hunts like we th- I mean it wasn't like we were hunting over a bunch of sign we just knew there were a bunch of does in the area and uh, the other takeaway is if you want 
a guided hunt and people to push deer to you bring your best friends because they'll they'll push the the, the big deer to you so that that's mine what what's yours andrew and your good friends will let you know they're coming yeah yeah let them know how many times do you think people have told people hey big buck coming your way and you never you never see it i know yeah. it's happened with me it's happened that's happened one other time with me i've told my dad that a buck was coming he ended up shooting it but a lot of times, even last year, you were walking in, or two years ago, you were walking in to help us get a deer, yep. and you said, hey, deer coming your way, and we never saw them. You know, that's just, that's usually how it goes. But, man, this morning just uh, played out perfect. Um, it's a day we'll always remember. Yep. So we're actually pulling up to the house right now. We're going to show this sucker off. Uh, may ride around town with the tailgate down and let everybody see him. But uh, anyways, y'all, y'all take care, and thanks for listening. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another Live from the Fire episode. I'm going to be solo this afternoon. Holy cow, what a freaking morning it was. We started doing these these Live from the Fire updates, and, and we wanted it to be kind of a real-time view of what was going on and, and the things that were happening, but we actually um, have a podcast scheduled for uh, this evening. And so I'm sure that's going to be the next one that you hear. So maybe you'll get to hear this one um, pretty soon after this has all happened. But it's um, it's surreal, man. I've been in the woods now. Let's see how many how many times. Let me actually count. I think that this was my fifth hunt, like actually hunting in Alabama, which is wild. Like, so last week my dad came. And we hunted together. Uh, we hunted together one day, but including the time he was here, not including that one day that I filmed for him, I've hunted five times, and so uh, five sits, and that resulted in three bucks, three good bucks too. I mean, the first one uh, that I shot when the boys were here, uh, he wasn't huge, but he was. He was. I mean, I shoot him most of the time for my first buck. He was super wide, eight point, and uh, and that was cool. And then, of course, the next day on, I think it was December the, December the 2nd, um, December 2nd or December 3rd, that was the next time I sat in the woods and hunted for myself and uh, killed that 10 point. And then uh, I'm just kind of giving you guys like, this is how my hunting season in Alabama has gone to this point. So uh, then after I shot that 10 point, I hunted with dad one time and... Uh, we did not kill a deer we just hunted from the ground the next day we went in and he looked for uh fresh sign in the in the sign that we found right so um we we spent a day just kind of dissecting a whole block of of property and that we had to boat to and we just decided you know i didn't i hadn't been in there at all that year or this season and so we decided that we were just going to go in and just hunt from the ground rattle grunt walk around cover ground and we found some fresh sign dad ended up killing a, uh, an eight point on the the spot one of the spots that we found that day so that was cool but i didn't see it uh i didn't see a buck that day i saw some does that day and then that brings us to today i believe it does it brings us to today and um you know obviously with two bucks under my belt i was kind of like you know not really feeling a whole lot of pressure that 10 point was a nice deer like nicer than a lot of the deer that i've killed in alabama and so i was i mean i've been feeling pretty freaking good about life you know and um and so today this morning i went into a spot that me and dad have given the name danger zone and uh it's uh it's a cool place it's uh it's a place that i've never i've never actually uh i've killed one buck there but he wasn't big he was just kind of a um like kind of a small seven point i killed him with my bow deer and bow season three years ago but that's the only buck i've killed off of there and i've killed a pile of does uh this is a place that i have found to hold a ton of deer a lot of does a lot of small bucks but in the past, it just hadn't had a whole lot of, like, not much size to them. Um, 
and I've hunted it early season, middle of the rut, late season, and uh, and it just never really seems to hold a lot of big deer. And so I wasn't really expecting much today going in there, but I def I definitely I had no pressure on me, so I was I was feeling pretty good. I just wanted to go check it out and see what it see what it was, see what was going on in there. Uh, and I actually, uh, I have not, I have not, uh, uh, said much about it, but I hung a cell camera in there last year and just let it sit there. Uh, I got a few pictures in the late season last year and that's what I was trying to, I was just trying to get an idea of what kind of bucks were actually living in there. Uh, it's the only cell camera I've ever put out. And so, uh, I needed to go in there and get that. And so it just kind of worked up, worked out, but I ended up going into the spot and uh and hunting it just a touch different than i normally would so if i can if i can try to explain a little bit but it's, it's pretty much just a, a a small clear cut on the very top of a ridge or the very top of a of a, a, a flat really is what it is it's like a flat mountain a flat hill and uh, it's been cut all the way on the top of it but it's hardwoods all the way around it and it kind of varies in habitat and diversity and thickness and openness but for the most part the hardwoods around it are all pretty high high stem count hardwoods places that i would not hesitate to to think a buck would would use them in the daylight just because they're they're plenty secure and uh and this is a water access spot so it's not getting hit nearly as hard it's kind of hidden away i've personally never seen any any other hunting pressure other than myself here and so uh, I really like this area again it just never has resulted in a big buck but this year there's something going on here in Alabama I talked about it on a couple podcasts but it's like last year the rut was so lame and so slow and so uneventful and a lot of people did not kill bucks last year and uh, and maybe it was due to the acorn crop maybe it was due to the the, the drought that was uh, you know right before the season last year could have been a whole lot of different things but uh, regardless, the, the, the rut was just kind of lame. And so I think a lot of deer just didn't get killed. I, I think that they they were moving at night, doing their thing at night. The moon phase, weather, everything lined up to where most of the movement, especially in the rut when they'd be the most vulnerable to come out in the daylight. Um, it just kind of seems like it got, uh, it, it, it like maybe doubled or tripled uh, it felt like it feels like it doubled or tripled the the amount of bucks that were running around, um, and and so this morning I go in with really low expectation, almost right off the right off the bat. Uh, here comes an eight point dog in two does right by me. Um, not a big eight point, uh, not a deer that I was going to shoot at all, uh, but. He was bigger than most of the deer that you typically see in this area. That's the thing that I noticed. Like, I see a lot of spikes, a lot of half-rag bucks for whatever reason in this spot. Um, a lot of four points, just never anything with, with, I mean, not many eight points, to be honest, in this area. And so, seeing that eight point, I was like, well, heck, that's awesome. You know, that just kind of follows the trend of, of the season so far. Um, bigger bucks being in the areas... Um, in, in, the, in all these spots it seemed it just seemed like the overall quality of the bucks was better um, anyway so he he moved he was bumping two different does and he they went right by me I couldn't have shot him even if I even if I was going to shoot him I don't know that I would have been able to get a shot off but they just kind of ran by me I was like oh crap that was awesome you know I haven't really seen just a whole whole lot of like chasing going on um all season long, even in my time in the Midwest, hunting Michigan and in Missouri, places like that, I just haven't seen a whole lot of chasing this season. So that was cool to to start the day with that. Well, and then a few minutes, I, I need to back up just a touch because I hunted this spot a little bit differently than I normally would. There's a pine tree that that kind of looks over a um, kind of just a little opening in the clear cut, I guess. It's kind of an opening in these in these shorter, thicker pines, and deer enter into this clear cut from the hardwoods right here and they've done it for for as long as i've hunted it it seems like every deer uh 
goes through there but in the last two years I've noticed myself getting busted by deer behind me a whole lot more often and and they, they've, they've been coming up from that direction behind me coming into the cut and I don't know if it's an adaptation to the pressure that I've put there because literally I mean when I hunt this place I usually hunt the same tree and uh, and, and so I don't know if maybe it's it's them adapting to the way that I normally hunt it but this time I decided you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna back up just a little bit I've talked about it maybe a little bit in the past couple episodes but um, man I've, I've really been trying to hunt differently hunt the spots that I hunt but hunt them the way that I would uh, you know maybe on an out-of-state trip a little more like aggressive going more with a mixture of what you know deer do in that area and also like some of the some of the habitats coming together like kind of just setting up the way that I would if I didn't know anything about the place and seeing if maybe that would result have some different results and so I've done that nearly with every sit this year in Alabama but uh, I definitely did it with this sit and I backed up just a touch knowing that these deer have been coming in behind me and the way that the tree that I normally hunt is there's like a big, a big giant um, outstretching oak tree right behind it. That's kind of what I use for my cover. And it makes, it makes it really difficult to see any deer coming up the ridge behind me. And so I backed up and got into a red oak that was like right next to this, uh, this big white oak that, that I was talking about that I've been using for cover. Now, I can't see into the thicket, uh, into the cover, the, the cutover sorry uh, I can't see into that cut over nearly as good from this tree but I can see into it enough to where I could get a shot if there was a deer moving through it but I can also see everything that is behind me the way that a lot of these deer have been coming and uh, I'm glad I did it today it was I mean honestly honestly every other encounter that I had other than that very first one um, would have been an, a, a non-shot opportunity had I been in the regular tree that I'm normally in. And so, first off, I want to say that, you know, some of you guys that that are, um, I'm not going to call you one-trick ponies. Uh, I feel like I am that myself when I've just found a good spot and I keep killing bucks in the same spot over and over again. At some point, you, you kind of feel like maybe the challenge has been lost or the, the hunt has been lost because you just kind of go into the same place. Well, this is something that I think will make you better every single year if you'll never pigeonhole yourself in a spot and don't think that you only can hunt it one way uh you all you have to do is just change up just a little bit and it could change the, the outcome so fast forward in into uh the rest of the morning i had those deer come chasing through there and it wasn't long after that that behind me again i can hear deer running around and i can hear them way before i could see them and I could just hear running. Now there's also a creek back here that kind of throws me off every once in a while. And this creek, I mean, it kind of, it's just far enough away that it kind of sounds like it, when it's running, it kind of sounds like leaves crunching. And so it'll throw me off every once in a while, but and it, it was right in the same area where these deer were, were chasing, but I could obviously, I could tell this was moving. Like it was moving up and down this mountain, this, uh, this hillside, I guess. And eventually I caught a glimpse of a deer running and and then another deer running and i thought it was just a buck chasing doe but what i could hear is the grunting he was grunting a lot it let me know that there was a deer a buck down there more than likely chasing a doe and i could catch glimpses of them but but never could could see them and then it was like i don't know maybe 15 minutes later they had worked off and then all of a sudden here they come and they come barreling up like directly directly to my tree so i look over i see two does again two does coming and they're obviously getting chased they're getting pushed pretty hard right here at this point and uh uh i look over or look kind of behind them and i don't see anything but i, I just you, you just you can tell by their demeanor you can tell by everything about them that they're there's definitely a buck chase them and also i just heard a buck chasing behind down in that in that hauler so I uh, I get my gun kind of 
out of I mean when I say they're they're coming up behind me I mean they're literally coming up directly behind me and uh get my gun turned in that direction and they don't really see anything and then I hear the buck grunt again and he's just kind of like right over the lip of this hillside and so I get my gun pulled up and the deer the the buck steps up on top and and I see him and I'm it honestly like I'm kind of glad the story goes the way that the way that it does um but he was a nice deer he was a big six point and uh like a big framed six point and I looked at him this is my last buck tag you know and and I looked at it and I was like man I don't know and then I started thinking about like man I would that'd be fun to to finally kill a good buck in the rut right here in this spot you know that'd be sweet and all these thoughts ran into my mind anyways i just decided you know what i'm gonna shoot him because he was a nice he was a nice deer uh he was just only a six point that was kind of where the hesitation came from so i pull up my gun and get i mean he's like standing at 15 yards away maybe and i pull the trigger and click it clicks and nothing happens the deer kind of freaks out runs off and uh and then he stops kind of out in the woods and i i just kind of pulled up my bolt and then locked it back down hoping that that was the issue and when he stopped in the woods i was able to squeeze off another shot and completely whiffed it uh, i'm pretty sure i hit a tree uh because he was he was down in there but i could see enough of him to be able to get a shot but uh he ended up running off up the mountain and then i saw him probably 10 minutes after that he came running back down the hill and chase the does off and so the deer wasn't hit he wasn't um he wasn't wounded or anything like that i was just kind of kicking myself like man you just ruined this whole hunt on a deer that you didn't really like have to shoot you know it was just it was just one of those things and i was kind of bummed that i missed him to be honest with you like i was i was uh i was i kind of had my feelings hurt you know and uh, i hadn't done much of that this year and on my last buck tag i felt like way to, way to screw it up dude um but as soon as that buck ran off uh i hear another roar like i hear a buck grunt and it was more of a roar it was like a a loud guttural buck roar and i just kind of just in my head assumed it was that other eight point that i'd seen because it was kind of in the thicket that he ran into but i figured it was just him well, I would say 10 minutes, maybe 10 to 10 to 12 minutes after this buck roars and this other buck runs off, I'm just sitting there kicking myself, uh, but still overall, like pretty pumped about the day. It's been a really good eventful day and, uh, it's getting right up close to prime time. I think it was like eight, eight, 15 or so. And, uh, and I decided I was going to sit, I was going to sit until probably 11 just because there was so much chasing going on. And I felt like there was, there was probably hot does in those, the group of four does that I saw, the four different does that I saw being chased. I felt like one of them was probably one or all of them was, was probably in heat at the moment. And, uh, sure enough, man, from right where I came from, I mean, like down my walking trail, I look over, I, I don't remember what I heard. It, it was, it may have been a grunt, it may have been a stick break, I don't remember what it was, but I ended up looking over to my right, towards the direction that I walked in on, and I just see a shadow, like a silhouette of a buck, or of a deer, um, kind of working its way down the side of that ridge, side hill on that ridge towards me, um, but just something about it, before I even put a scope on it, before I pulled my gun up, before I knew what it was, just the way that it was moving, it's just had that that big buck like cruising just just that that uh that walk to him and so uh i pulled up my gun he he ends up being again right behind me almost directly behind me and i, I pull up my gun and kind of tangle myself around into my into my tether and end up leaning on a branch that kind of grew out right around chest height um out of the left side of the tree out of my strong side of the tree, I guess. And I was kind of using it as a rifle rest, as a gun rest for 
a straightforward shot, but since this deer is behind me, I leaned back on it and was able to pull my gun up. So backstory, I used this, uh, this doe, uh, doe estrus, a synthetic doe estrus thing from, uh, uh, outdoor lab. And, um, I hadn't used it ever before. Um, but I remember the biggest buck I've ever killed. I killed him on a whim really. I, and I just happened to put a little bit of that stuff on the bottom of my boot just to cover my walking trail and maybe make a buck be at least a little bit curious enough, long, curious long enough to just stick around for a shot. Um, and so I don't do that a lot, but I just happened to do it this, this morning. And, uh, so I, I grabbed the, the, the spray out of, out of the boat, sprayed down my, my boot and walked in. Well, this buck hits that walk-in trail and he goes nuts and he starts like running down that ridge that he's on up 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 onto the ridge that I'm on and basically just about to walk into my lap and I was able to put uh put a bullet in him a perfect shot perfect uh double long shot um actually blew out part of his heart which was good he died really really fast and uh and he ended up being a stud of an eight point just a really tall carries his mass really well which is kind of cool um really really freaking pumped about this deer and and man that was it five hunts that was my fifth hunt so far of the season so i'm like i'm i'm living on cloud nine right now uh i've tagged out in alabama before but you know 10 12 days ago I thought I might not, I thought I might not kill a deer in Alabama just because I wasn't going to have the time to spend, you know, I've been doing, I've been doing the tour, doing tagged out. You guys have heard a little bit from that and, and it's been a lot of fun, but I just haven't really got to, got to go out and for real, for me, hunt the way that I like to hunt, which is being mobile, going in, finding like being tactical in my approach studying my access and and on the tagged out tour it was it was awesome but the times that i did get to hunt were a little more based around like where the trucks are going who's got what truck it's just a lot of logistics and it's not anything bad necessarily it just didn't get to hunt the times that i did get to hunt didn't feel extremely uh like i was valuable hunting if that makes sense and so i just didn't know if i was going to be able to put as much time as i normally do in alabama and uh and it just, man, all three hunts just seem to come together about as perfectly as you could possibly imagine. And, uh, yeah, I, had, I feel like, I feel like it's, uh, it just started, right? Season, season just started for me in Alabama. I literally walked into the woods in Alabama for the first time. Uh, let's see. Today is, what's today? Thursday. Today's Thursday. shoot man last monday i guess is when it was last monday i walked in the woods last monday and thought i'm never gonna kill another deer in alabama and uh and you know what's funny is my first hunt of alabama last monday i didn't see a freaking one deer i didn't see a single deer um And, uh, and so I knew, I thought it was about to be a tough long season, but everything's just kind of fallen into place since then. And it's been, uh, I mean, better than I could, better than I could ever think or imagine. And, uh, yeah, I'm pumped up. I hope, I hope that, that maybe gives you, if anything, a little bit of motivation, a little bit of inspiration to just get out there. Um, I hate, I hate social media posts. Like I, I love to post deer pictures and turkey pictures and all that stuff on on facebook and instagram i like it it's fun i mean i love sharing the stories and i love doing this kind of stuff and and i i definitely like doing that but it always at some points it feels like like just a, a brag fest and that's not what i'm trying to do um i want you guys to be I want you guys to hear and see the things that at least the things that I put out and be inspired and be motivated and not, not feel like crap about it. You know, like I know when I'm in the dumps, like when I'm in the deer, I guess deer dumps, you could call them that. 
Um, depression. When I'm in that, like, the last thing I want to see is somebody having a great time out in the woods. Honestly, like, really, I, I hate it. I think it's human nature. Um, misery, what is it? Misery loves company. And you hate it when you see people uh, not being miserable and having a good time and enjoying the woods. And, and, and so I know that a lot of people listening to this are probably that. And I, I hope that, that you hear me on this. Like, I'm not... I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to make you feel that way. I want to inspire and motivate, and uh, that's what we're here to do. So I've had a, a a stinking awesome time. I've gotten to share the woods this year more than ever before with other people. This hunt, you know, it was a solo hunt. I went out by myself, went straight from home, got in the boat, and uh, and did the whole thing by myself. Uh, and it and it seems only fitting that my last. Alabama buck of the season be a solo hunt like that uh, because I gotten to, I've gotten to share the woods with a ton of people this year and I'm super grateful for that but it is nice it is nice to to have days like today where you know you just soak it in you're on your own schedule nobody else's schedule nobody else's time nothing and I definitely took my time today getting out of the getting out of the woods um, I packed the buck out so I think I sat there looking at him for about two hours calling buddies sending pictures to people uh that's one of my favorite parts is just sitting there and enjoying the moment and and soaking it all in and i told my wife this afternoon i said uh or i guess it was this morning i told her so i got all season to get him out of here so might as well take my time and i did i did take my time i'm freaking tired i'm hungry i'm ready to go take a nap and i've still got work i gotta do today so um, it's going to be, it's going to be a long afternoon, but I'm going to be doing it with, uh, with a smile on my face. Cause yeah, it's been an excellent Alabama season. So hopefully, hopefully you guys can see some of these videos, uh, see them soon. Um, most of them, I got most of the shots this year on film, which is rare. So <laughs> we got some videos that are coming. I know Matt's had a great season. Brett's having a great season. Walt's season is really just getting started in the places that he hunts. So he's already had a killer season, though, um, on some of his some of his hunts to this point. So, yeah, that's uh, it's going to wrap us up for this live from the fire. I'm sitting here at the deer processor. I got to uh, I got to drop some meat off. So y'all have a uh, a great rest of your season. If you're still out there grinding, man, keep getting after it. And uh, yeah. Talk to you next time.